he finally offered Freeman $1,000 for me, $900 for Harry, and $700 for Eliza. Whether the smallpox had depreciated our value, or from what cause Freeman had concluded to fall $500 from the price I was before held at, I cannot say. At any rate, after a little shrewd reflection, he announced his acceptance of the offer. As soon as Eliza heard it, she was in an agony again. By this time she had become haggard and hollow-eyed with sickness and with sorrow. It would be a relief if I could consistently pass over in silence the scene that now ensued. It recalls memories more mournful and affecting than any language can portray. I have seen mothers kissing for the last time the faces of their dead offspring. I have seen them looking down into the grave as the earth fell with a dull sound upon their coffins, hiding them from their eyes forever. But never have I seen such an exhibition of intense, unmeasured, and unbounded grief as when Eliza was parted from her child. She broke from her place in the line of women, and rushing down where Emily was standing, caught her in her arms. The child, sensible of some impending danger, instinctively fastened her hands around her mother's neck and nestled her little head upon her bosom. Freeman sternly ordered her to be quiet, but she did not heed him. He caught her by the arm and pulled her rudely, but she only clung closer to the child. Then, with a volley of great oaths, he struck her such a heartless blow that she staggered backward and was like to fall. Oh, how piteously then did she beseech and beg and pray that they might not be separated. Why could they not be purchased together? Why not let her have one of her dear children? Mercy, mercy, master, she cried, falling on her knees. Please, master, buy Emily. I can never work any. If she is taken from me, I will die. Freeman interfered again, but disregarding him, she still pled most earnestly, telling how Randall had been taken from her, how she would never see him again. Now it was too bad. Oh, God, it was too bad, too cruel to take her away from Emily. Her pride, her only darling that could not live, it was so young, without his mother. Finally, after much more supplication, the purchaser of Eliza stepped forward, evidently affected, and said to Freeman he would buy Emily and ask him what her price was. What is her price? Buy her? was the responsive interrogatory of Theophilus Freeman. And instantly, answering his own inquiry, he added, I won't sell her. She's not for sale. The man remarked that it would be of no profit to him, but since the mother was so fond of her, rather than see them separated, he'd pay a reasonable price. But to this humane proposal, Freeman was entirely deaf. He would not sell her then on any account whatever. There were heaps and piles of money to be made of her, he said, when she was a few years older. There were men enough in New Orleans who would give $5,000 for such an extra handsome fancy piece as Emily would be, rather than not get her. No, no, he would not sell her then. She was a beauty, a picture, a doll, one of the regular bloods, none of your thick-lipped, bullet-headed, cotton-picking niggers. If she was, might he be damned. When Eliza heard Freeman's determination not to part with Emily, she became absolutely frantic. I will not go without her. They shall not take her from me, she fairly shrieked.
her shrieks commingling with the loud and angry voice of Freeman, commanding her to be silent. Meantime, Harry and myself had been to the yard and returned with our blankets, were at the front door ready to leave. Our purchaser stood near us, gazing at Eliza with an expression indicative of regret at having bought her at the expense of so much sorrow. We waited some time, when finally Freeman, out of patience, tore Emily from her mother by main force, the two clinging to each other with all their might. "'Don't leave me, Mama! Don't leave me!' screamed the child, as his mother was pushed harshly forward. "'Don't leave me! Come back, Mama!' She still cried, stretching forth her little arms imploringly. But she cried in vain. Out of the door and into the street, we were quickly hurried. Still, we could hear her calling to her mother, Come back! Don't leave me! Come back, Mama!